everybody, and welcome to the Cane and Rinse podcast, Volume 5, Issue 238. You can play along with us and uh, review the games as we do, if you like. Our next five will include The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap, D4, Dark Dreams Don't Die. After that, we'll be doing a retrospective about uh, the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater series, or most of the core uh, entries into that franchise anyway. Following that, it's Alien Isolation, and then Broken Sword, The Shadow of the Templars, or The Circle of Blood, if you're in the US. But we must crack on, and joining me, Leon Cox, in issue 238 are James Carter. How do? Jay Taylor. Kiflom. And <laughs> Sean O'Brien. Hello, hello. Right, GTA 5, it's a relatively recent game by Kane and Rince standards, although the initial release is coming up two, three years ago now. Uh, so quickly, we'll talk about our own histories with the game, which formats we played it on, and to what extent, uh, focusing on the single player at this point. Uh, I think we'll talk separately about the online later. Sean? Yeah, um, so I... Consider myself a pretty big fan of uh, the Grand Theft Auto series, starting with three. I, I dabbled a little bit with one and two, but um, but three is the one that really you know made them stand out. So that's the one that I um, that I latched onto, and then ever since then played pretty much all of them. I never finished San Andreas, um, mostly because it's, I, it's yeah, it's a big game, and I couldn't get along with all of those uh, extra gameplay tweaks that they added, like. All the eating and the working out and all that kind of stuff, and <laughs> yeah, how that yeah. would affect the gameplay. It just drove me kind of crazy. Yeah, so. That stuff never came back. So, um, yeah, thankfully for me, anyway. Um, uh, and four, I liked, I liked four okay. Um, I never really fell in love with it like I did Vice City or three, but I still, I still had a good time with it. And so for five, I was, I was pretty hyped on it. Um, mostly thankfully to the, uh, pretty awesome in my opinion marketing blitz that they had like every trailer was super fun to watch i thought and mm. the music that they added to every trailer was so fun and i just I, oh man i was like really hyped for it so i um i was day one on ps3 and then i uh, finished that all the way single player and got up to like a, probably about level 30 something on the multiplayer end and um and eventually played it on a little bit on PS4 and then a little bit, uh, probably about halfway through on PC coming up to this uh, podcast. So, Ah, okay. And Jay, what about you? I guess I'm, I'm similar. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Grand Theft Auto games uh, all the way from the very first one right through the series. Similar to Sean, I haven't, I've played but not finished San Andreas and I don't remember finishing Vice City either. Um, this game, I didn't day one it, but I, I think I picked it up. I think it was quite possibly the second week it was out. I, th I don't necessarily day, well, I don't really day one games anyway these days, but after like two weeks of watching videos appear online and just seeing how good this mm. game looked, I, I, I just oh, I saw it and, and went and picked it up. That was on the PS3. Got the, the enhanced version when I got the PS4 um, and played the hell out of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. James, how about you? My history with Grand Theft Auto goes right back to the, uh, the the very first one. And since then, Vice City definitely stood as the kind of the one that I latched on to the most. But uh, four and then five, I was right there uh, day one just because because of, of Rockstar, let's be honest, their, their technical prowess and the way that they have of, um, as Sean mentioned, 
the marketing feeds into what I expect to get from the game. It's all the tone, the scene setting. Um, it's not just that they know how to <clears throat> cut a trailer, I guess is the is the phrase, but that it really does to me reflect what the game does, which is ooze kind of, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of cinematic tone and, and that sort of thing. So I, I'm all in on Grand Theft Auto and most other Rockstar games uh, when they come out. So yeah, I, I was there day one on uh, Xbox 360. And I haven't played the updated versions, um, so so my experience uh, is going to all come from the the original release. Um, That's cool. I only ever played the demo of the original Grand Theft Auto. I never played GTA Two. Um, GTA Three kind of stunned me back in two thousand and one, um, and I've owned it and its uh, sequels multiple times on mm. multiple formats. But I don't think until four. Uh, doing four as we did plus the two dlc episodes uh you can seek that uh, vintage Cambridge <laughs> podcast out uh, i don't think i'd ever finished a gta um i think it was after i'd finished red dead redemption that made me realize i could actually complete uh rockstar open world <laughs> games instead of just <laughs> mucking about or hitting a difficulty mm. spike and thinking well actually i'm gonna have more fun just blowing up the neighborhood so uh so yeah since then i've been playing these uh kind of properly but also still you know mucking about and playing about in the open world sandbox um and yeah i bought this uh absolutely day one on ps3 uh i played through the single player uh i did about 80 percent of uh, everything according to the uh, in-game counter although it's actually it doesn't expect you to do everything to get 100% which is something interesting in its in itself uh, which um, sort of indicates the, the sheer size uh, and volume of content in this game uh, I played up to a very low level in the online at that point as soon as the PS4 version came out I uh, upgraded straight away um there were lots of articles doing the rounds about all the um the the extra stuff and the enhanced visuals that absolutely made me want to just dive in again i actually didn't get around to finishing it until the last few weeks um but i've played it quite a bit um just uh being in the game world i think my single player game clock in that version is now up to nearly uh, 18 19 hours um, and the online, I'm up to level 25, which is paltry compared to uh, many, but I think it probably uh, translates to a, about, I don't know, 30 hours or something. Maybe not even, maybe 25 hours, but I've played it uh, on a number mm. of occasions, but uh, we'll talk about that later. So yes, GTA 5, it was developed uh ostensibly by Rockstar North, which obviously you can trace all the way back to, uh, you know, the Scottish studio being uh, the fact that DMA mm-hmm. Design did the original um, GTA. Uh, but actually, I think we know that Rockstar's uh, efforts into making a GTA game are kind of mm-hmm. international, worldwide. They have studios all over the place, uh, offices all over the world. Um, publish Publisher is just simply Rockstar Games and Take-Two Interactive distributes uh uh, so the producers and designers are both credited as Leslie Benzies and Imran Sawa. Uh, the writers are Dan Hauser returning, uh, but not uh, the other Sam Hauser, not the other Hauser, uh, but Rupert Humphreys and Michael Unsworth. Uh, there's an original OST um, 
along with the uh, hundreds of licensed radio songs um, composers uh, credited include Tangerine Dream and Woody Jackson who was uh, also on Red Dead Redemption and there are more and the game came out in September 2013 two uh, rapturous reviews um, the PS3 version averages according to game rankings a mean average of 97.01 percent with the 360 version averaging uh, 96.1 but um that's over slightly more mm. reviews there were technically there was virtually no difference between the two games um i believe the ps3 version uh, occasionally dropped slightly more frames um but the uh, also had slightly sharper textures on the road. So I think that they really did go for almost complete mm -hmm. parity, um, other than the PS3 version came on one disc, which could be considered an advantage, I suppose. There's a million articles out there. Uh, short version is fastest selling entertainment product in history, earning $800 million in its first day and $1 billion in its first three days. It has now shipped over 65 million copies and is one of the best-selling video games of all time. Uh, here is your spoiler warning for the plot. Um, we're going to go into the plot quite early on in this, I think, um, and tie it all in. We're going to start with the scenario and setting. So here we are back in the state of San Andreas. In uh, So the map is a big old chunk of uh, Los Santos, the city, and a chunk of the surrounding countryside. Uh, various regions. Um, you've got a mountain and a giant lake and the sea all around the edges and the city. Uh, and I have to say that uh, I, I think when we talked about GTA 4, we were saying, you know, what what an amazing sort of what what a star of the show the city mm. was, the 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 environment. Um, it was what they could do in 2008. And I think if you look at it now, GTA 4, not I'm betting without PC mm -hmm. version mm -hmm. and mods here. I'm talking about the vanilla, say, if you just load it up on mm -hmm. a 360 now, you're going to find a fairly sparse and and grimy <laughs> and fuzzy looking place almost if you went back to GTA 4. Uh, but And one day that will probably be true of, of GTA 5 as well. But right now uh, playing the PS3 version in 2013 was in some ways more impressive yeah. than the PS4 version because of the hardware mm -hmm. it was running on when you compared it to early gen stuff like Saints Row first, mm -hmm. you know, the first Saints Row. It was just comical how this was coming, you <laughs> know, running stuff, on yeah, the same yeah. hardware. But in terms of pure uh, st stunningness, uh, I have to say the, the thing that probably keeps me coming back to GTA V more than anything else, more than the action, more than the story, more than the characters, is the actual look and feel of the game world. Because I, for me, as an, as a, as an accomplishment of recreating, uh, you know, a something mm -hmm. that, albeit in a, in a hyper real cartoony way, recreating a real world environment, the, the current gen uh, and PC, although I haven't played it, versions of GTA V are right up mm -hmm. there for me in, in the sort of the realm of interactive achievements. How do the rest of you feel? I spend so much of my time even now just walking in that world taking in how much detail they invested in this sort of virtual landscape. It is insane. It's, it boggles my mind when I look at it. So even now, three years later, it's like... Same here. It's, it, I think it's such an impressive piece of work. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I entirely agree. It's just... Um, it's a 
even still, like I put I put on the PS3 version today, and even that version obviously mm. looks a little bit worse than the PS4 and PC versions, but it's still like yeah. pretty impressive to look at, just like the draw distance mm. and and the and the yeah. color of the skies and everything. Like they, I don't know if any of you mm. have been to California or LA, but like no, mm, um, well not. I've only been there like once or twice, but uh it is ex- like it looks like how i remember la like i'm sure obviously it's condensed it's not going to be as huge as the real city and it's not yeah. you know it's not technically la but it's clearly the inspiration and yeah. um yeah. it's just like yeah. the, the way the sun hits the sky and some of those like some of those hills that you can be on is like exactly how i remember it and the way yeah. that they were able to capture that feel of being you can kind of feel like the the weather sometimes like the mm. temperature like it's not you can tell it's never mm. gonna be too cold and or unless uh, except for the except for those parts in canada but yeah I, man they just they absolutely nailed the setting and i'm not technically surprised because like that's what they're best at in my opinion with like all their previous games but man they yeah they crushed it here yeah yeah definitely i think the the interesting thing is that I've never been to America, let alone uh, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But Rockstar never seemed to, in a way. Um, so Watch Dogs Two, the, the big thing is it's set in a particular part of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And you can, in theory, like I've heard game journalists who live there say, "Oh, I'm, it's going to be great to explore a place that mm-hmm. I know." Rockstar just they don't do that. But what they uh-uh. do is so, to me, so much more impressive because what I know of Los Angeles is from film it's from tv because yeah. it's yeah. so ingrained in sure. in hollywood and in and in, in popular culture western popular culture i guess uh-huh. and what they do is make sure that there is a, a i guess a verisimilitude it feels the way that i think it should feel <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i was just stunned by the world it's uh I almost want to say hands down the thing that stands out in this game for me. You know, this is a game where every time I load it up, I feel properly jaw-dropped, you know, breathtaking, Um, travelling from ground to sky and sky to ground in a plane or jumping off a building or going up a mountain in a cable car. Just, uh, I was saying recently, Jay and I just uh, wanted to have a chat about something pain and rinse related and rather than just talk on skype we ended up just walking around (laughs) the world of grand theft auto we were just talking and walking and looking at the moonlight on the water and going that's Mm. incredible you know and the way that i don't know if any of you or any of the listeners have ever seen any of the speeded up footage of of the cloud formations the way they realistically kind of come together Mm. and change the fact that water pools depending on sort of gradients in the road or seems to um so it's not just it is raining so now the entire floor is wet you've got like puddles forming in in dips in 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 the area and uh, yeah i just i still remember this was on the ps3 version but obviously i hadn't seen the the next gen versions yet but there was one time i was just jet skiing around some uh rocky outcrops on the on the east coast near that lighthouse and the weather was kind of half and half it was uh what they round here sometimes call a, a a monkey's wedding where so it was both sunny and raining at the same time and i don't think there was a rainbow but the lighting the light was just absolutely just perfect Mm. it was like you know it was like a day i've been outside in real life when it was both sunny and rainy at the same time and uh the water was lapping away and i mean the water tech yeah it's crazy and and the way the way that you can 
jump off a pier and dive in the water and you think well that's pretty cool you know even though we've now been doing this stuff for for a fair old while having you know fully kind of Mm-hmm. open open worlds whereas uh in pre, you know back in gta 3 i think uh water was instant death mm-hmm. wasn't yep. it so and even in red dead redemption <laughs> um but here you dive into the water and not only can you you know I, I could spend ages just looking at the water and looking at the reflections on the water you dive into the water and then particularly on the the, the newer versions you enter this beautiful <laughs> stunning undersea world of coral and fish and sharks yeah. and uh yeah it just, i can't I can't speak highly enough of it. I know it took a lot of people, a lot of very skilled people, a lot of time and a lot of money to make it, but that doesn't take anything away from being yeah. in the world. And and maybe some listeners now are already starting to think, yeah, but the game's rubbish or <laughs> I hated the game or whatever. And actually, to me, even if I thought that, which I don't, and we'll talk, we'll go into detail as we do, just owning this game world on a disc as somewhere to just go and look at and marvel at the, the creation mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. is kind of worth the entry fee for me <laughs> i'm happy just to walk around in this virtual city as a kind of installation yeah. um that's the sort of level that i think they've achieved with this like in the industrial area i think there's a like a, a police impounds that you interact with th- through one of the missions um and i remember walking out of there and i actually just put the controller down and stopped and it wasn't a particularly beautiful scene it's a pretty grimy street with you know uh yeah fairly sort of uh derelict buildings around but i just stopped mm. and just watched the street and, and i ended up standing there just standing there for pretty much the entire night of the day night cycle just watching stuff go by yeah and waiting mm. for it to feel repetitive or to feel to, for the artifice <laughs> yeah. to start to show the edges of it you know the seams mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. It, it never came. There are so many small examples, obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, I'd never seen this before. I don't know if this was only, you know, they, they added a lot of, of stuff without even advertising a lot of it mm-hmm. to the PS4 and Xbox One and PC versions. But I ended up running away down a back alley um, a few weeks back, just, you know, after some minor misdemeanor, like murdering four <laughs> or five people. Uh, and as I was sprinting down this alley, I suddenly noticed that there were like a load of... Um, kitchen staff in uh in aprons and mm. you know hairnets hanging outside the back having cigarettes <laughs> and i just thought there's you know i could have absolutely never yeah, seen that yeah. um and you know obviously there are there are certain cues it only draws these things in when you know in certain situations mm-hmm. and whatever but again the even though and i'm i'm by nature and and by what we do, I'm sort of analysing all this stuff. But part of me is just going, "That's brilliant! That's so cool!" <laughs> that's one of the things that sold me on the world. Is it, it gives you that sense that you are just observing a world that is going on around you, rather yeah. than the game yeah. being designed around the player character. It feels like you know you're just there, and it's like mm-hmm. you know you you you'll get people walk past you, like NPCs will walk past you, and they're on the phone, they're having a conversation. And it's like a proper conversation. You can f- I've followed so many of these characters around the game, <laughs> listening to just how long they go on the phone for. Yeah. You know, and you can be doing it for like five minutes. That's one character in this random world. So it's recorded dialogue. That's a you know, it's it's insane the amount of detail mm-hmm. they put into this. Yeah. There is so much of yeah. that stuff. It, 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 yeah, I'm I'm still you know I've played it through twice in single player so. Uh, well over 30 hours and I'm still constantly whenever I boot it up 
coming across new mm-hmm. interactions between people and, and character models that I don't feel like I've seen mm. before. You get the occasional one at this point where I think, hey, I've seen somebody who looks a bit of like course. you before, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's remarkable stuff. And I think one of the things that probably gets overlooked a bit in uh, in lots of games and, and, and especially in something where the visuals are, are clearly so eye-catching, um, that the, the audio kind of transitions seamlessly from urban to uh, suburban to rural mm-hmm. and back again. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, there's, again, there's nothing about the audio that ever... I don't think I can think of that sort of jars or takes me out of the experience. Whereas, you know, I remember GTA three and obviously it's almost an unfair comparison because it mm. was 12 years before on previous generation hardware. But I remember, you know, going to the dock side and there were all those sailors who looked identical <laughs> and they all did their one campy sound bite. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was kind of, you know, it was funny at the time and, and the possibilities seemed so amazing at this point, the fact that you could just start up a police chase and, you know, end up in all this with all this chaos and carnage but here again you can get a lot out of it's not just the 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 visual side of walking up the mountain um you know just hiking up or cycling up mount chiliad it's the fact that the the atmosphere completely changes you know because there's suddenly all these you know bird sounds mm-hmm. come in and, and and all this sort of stuff and uh yeah, there, there's some bursts of of the OST, which I think is quite uh, memorable. I really like the Tangerine yeah, Dream great. stuff that was composed, especially for the game. I think um, one of the key men, is it Edgar Froese, died mm. uh, after this release. I think he may have been quite heavily involved in that. So, so, so that's a shame, you mm. know, a real um, techno um, synth pop pioneer, or not pop even. I was really. reading this earlier. There's a there's a mm-hmm. There's a Wikipedia page dedicated to just the soundtrack of this game. And apparently right. he had to be convinced. At first he wasn't interested in doing this. And yeah. they, they, they brought him to the studios, showed him the game, and then he was sold. And apparently he recorded 62 huh. hours of music for, for them. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, that's insane. But, but going back to like the audio detail, I mean, that's like we talk mm. about the visual detail, but the audio detail is... Yeah. it's it's there in as much but it's it's uh, it's so easy for for most of that to pass you by because it just it mm. it you it's almost subliminal it's like the fact that yeah, yeah. Mm. i've never played a video game where you drive in a car you get out the car and if you've been driving mm. it a while yeah you can hear the car engine cool you know the car <laughs> body cooling mm. down yeah. yeah tick 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 tick, tick that tick, is yeah, yeah, crazy <laughs> that they've done <laughs> that you know crazy <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. something smart yeah. that they've also done that I can't believe wasn't hasn't been done until GTA 5 but how like if you're driving and your characters are having a conversation and they get into an accident or they clip somebody mm-hmm. it's it, you know the dialogue stops and someone will say like oh yeah. my god what was that and then the dialogue keeps going on like most of the time yeah. in, in every other open world game like they'll either just ignore that accident that they just were a part of or the dialogue will or stop you break entirely. the conversation yeah. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. such a it's such yeah. an easy idea to think about yeah. but i can't believe it hasn't been done until but that i've seen i guess mm. until gta 5 it's just i think another key part of the uh, the the soundscape of gta and the whole atmosphere and mood is of uh are i should say mm. the radio stations of course mm-hmm. Um, so in this game, or I think this refers to the current versions, is uh, there are 18 stations with 354 licensed songs. 
uh, two talk radio stations of, of those 18 as well. And also, uh, Jay and I were talking about this recently. It's quite interesting, whereas in previous GTA games, they've gone for a lot of high profile or stunt casting for the main characters mm-hmm. or, or, or incidental characters. We had uh, Chris Penn and Sam Jackson yep. and uh, Burt Reynolds and Phil Collins and Ray goodness Leona. knows who else in the other games. Ray Liotta, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, whereas in this one, there's far less of that. However, the DJs on the on the stations, mm-hmm. you've got uh, Bootsy Collins, <laughs> Kenny Loggins, Pam Greer, Cara Delevingne, uh, and various yeah. others. Uh, and yeah, I think again, just as as with previous uh, games in the series, the you will undoubtedly have your own favourite yep. uh, <laughs> stations. I tend to go between pop and rock <laughs> and uh, occasional bit of funk mm. and some some odd bits of uh, jazz and other things. But there's a lot of stuff in there I really like. Yep. There's a few stations that I would always avoid because they're not to my tastes. Mm-hmm. But I, f- I find it hard to believe that among those, among all that stuff, there isn't stuff that people are oh, going to enjoy yeah. and. And the fact that there are even uh, there's like a, an extra pirate station if you're mm. in the countryside that you can pick up on the <laughs> yeah. Is, oh, really? is yeah. that right? You were saying Jay on the dial is like a is that is it a talk one yeah, on, in the country? Um, yeah, yeah, you can find the the radio station out in the wilds. But Danny McBride does the um, he's the DJ for that sort of <laughs> crazy radio station out in. That's cool. And that's something you could never you could easily never even. Yeah, I had no idea. The soundtrack itself lends itself to so many moments when you're playing it. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I would have laughed if you told me that as driving up onto a hill and seeing like the sun sort of in that orange glow on the city and listening to All Saints Pure Shores was oh, a mm-hmm. moment, you that's, know, and, and it's good. like there's mm-hmm. so many of those things. I, I'm a, yeah. I, I was like, I, I, I've said this before, I've, I mentioned it on Twitter, but I've, I've been involved in a police chase once and it was a, purely random you know like when you you suddenly just switch a radio station but you're not checking you can't you haven't got time to sort of pick your channel properly yeah. so it's just quick and i went on east los santos radio which is like the mexican uh radio station and there's a track by uh like a punk artist called jesse bulbo and this maldito track came on and it was the perfect <laughs> the perfect moment music to being chased by the police and just tearing mm-hmm. through the streets trying to get away from it all it was just i can't imagine a more perfect soundtrack to that moment yeah. and this those are the, those yeah. are the great yep. moments and there there is so much stuff here obviously there's a chance that you know maybe maybe your perfect moments will never come because you'll never hit the mm-hmm. right stuff at the right time but i think re- rewards are had by actually mm. branching out a little mm. bit from from uh, maybe the choices that that you would kind of default yeah. to but yeah i mean it's definitely got uh, i think the the, the widest spread ah. of genres mm-hmm. and uh you know and I, I remember you know people saying about san andreas that as a kind of box set introduction to hip-hop and rap it was like a kind of perfect yeah. soundtrack. You like you never needed to play mm. the game. You just you just could buy those CDs. And, but if that's not your kind of music, it's not really mine. Um, there's a lot more here mm-hmm. to actually for me to actually enjoy listening mm. to. Yeah, we should also say, of course, as well as uh, the, the 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 stunt casting DJs and the talk radio stations, there are once again you know hours and hours of chat, hours and hours of talk radio, but also um, a huge amount of uh, spoof commercials mm-hmm. i would say they you know for me obviously it's humor so they 
you know what makes yeah. one person laugh and all that but um i think they for me they vary wildly some of them feel like really sharp yeah. and uh and you know up there with I, you know i remember hearing some of these the first time around and uh maybe gta 3 mm-hmm. yeah um and thinking this was so outrageous mm-hmm. and so kind of you know um a level of sort of mm-hmm. satire that we hadn't seen and heard before maybe the quality is similar but i think maybe it's a it's a bit more on the nose sometimes it's a bit unsubtle now mm. um it's you know pretty much saying something that is awful in real life and laughing at it yeah. which you know sometimes is just what you need but i think it it can be a little repetitive yeah. but i what i do appreciate is that the targets of this are every human being <laughs> like there's every everyone is awful yeah. basically it's it's quite a nihilistic i mean experience in in a way f- to contrast yeah. with the beauty of the mm. game world oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like everyone in this world is is, yeah. is just mm-hmm. awful from the from the mundane people to the to the to the bigwigs yeah. to the police to the establishment you know and so on that inconsistency carries through the game, I think, is, is, is something that I find like, you know, you've got moments that made me laugh and then there's other moments that were, weren't, I wasn't quite as, com- yeah, I wasn't quite yeah. as comfortable with and it, you just think, okay. Um, let's let's talk about the, you know, the, the three characters and the main, the, this is obviously the, the big thing, uh, innovation, I suppose, for, for this type of game and for this series was that uh, you had a choice of three uh, actually developed written mm. characters mm. how well developed how well written is something we're going to discuss but uh these are not three um these are not simply three voiceless avatars these are three characters in a story they definitely have character uh i think that that much is fair to say um now they represent uh, there's two ways of looking at this word which i think i think they're both accurate one is that they each represent a previous protagonist from a previous mm. gta um so trevor would be claude from three. uh mm-hmm. gta3 michael would be vice city mm-hmm. and franklin would be san andreas but they're also uh representations of the way that different people play the game yep, so absolutely. you've got trevor who is the anarchist who is uh whose existence kind of justifies all the antisocial sociopathic mm-hmm. behavior uh you've got the the aspirational uh, gangster Franklin, who's you know basically supposedly in some ways a nice guy in inverted <laughs> commas, uh, and just wants to get on and make a success of himself. And then you've got the kind of the the mobster, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and each of they each of those sort of um, encourage and reward certain play styles. Although actually, you can <laughs> apart from certain specific missions, you can uh, you play can any of them how you play them how you want. There are character transitions, uh, many, many, many character transitions when you swap between them. Some some of them very, uh, mostly Franklin's, pretty mundane. Um, often he's been drinking, which doesn't seem that, never seemed quite that in character to me. Um, but then, you know, again, Michael's not so interesting, but Trevor, who is the, the outlier, mm. uh, you might find him having chained a somebody to the underside of a pier or he might be in his pants hanging <laughs> or, about the yeah. or, or all this mm. stuff yeah. yeah um and and that stuff is uh i mean again just the the tech oh, of trans- transferring from one place to the other still crazy. impresses yeah. me I, um, I, I have to say i think this is one of my favorite new features yeah you know i right. think the, the idea of having because it was the biggest problem that i had with four was is nico bellic's kind of um 
wildly mm. varying personality states. Yeah. You know, totally. it was the most sort of jarring thing with that game. Like, you know, you go cutscenes, he's one type of person, then you go into gameplay, he's a completely yeah. different sort of character. Mm-hmm. And this kind of helps address that inconsistency with that sort of element. So it's like, and then the ability to swap and change, sometimes it's forced, but like, you know, just doing like odd missions and stuff where you can switch between the characters would just made it more interesting. It made yeah. what could be a relatively mundane um, mission in itself that little bit more uh, interesting to play because you could swap and see it from different perspective and play yeah. different aspects of that mission. Let's uh, let's bring in some correspondence here and use these as not necessarily to agree mm. or disagree with, but as jumping off points to discuss uh, the characters and also the story and the tone of it, uh, which I think is something that, um, well, it's prompted mm. discussion amongst uh, me and my peers, including Jay, and also on the forum. So I think uh, something to sink our teeth into. So first up, we have the emailer. Uh, from the forum, weirdly, uh, who says, This game was great, a compelling world, controls way above the series norm, looks great, some amazing heists and set-piece missions, the freedom afforded, even early game, really stands out. The two big improvements, in my opinion, were a checkpoint system that finally doesn't force the player to restart from the beginning. Not having to commute for 10 minutes to start again is so great. The way the characters control is also much improved. Finding cover and shooting now feels among the best in the business. Driving is responsive and fun. Flying is not overly difficult. What I didn't like, I think Franklin is underwritten, to be honest. There's some dialogue about choosing not to be like the gangsters in his neighbourhood, being his own man. But basically, for the whole game, he does what he's told by Trevor, by Michael, by Devin, up to a point. He could have been much more interesting. Same with the 2D portraits of Michael's family. Some have complained about the game being offensive. I saw that Rockstar's usual satirical look on America didn't work as well as previously. Previous games have broached difficult subject matter well because they had subtle, nuanced humour and satire. On torture, racial profiling, venture capitalism, violence towards women, I can see Rockstar was trying to skewer these topics, but the execution was not up to their usual standards. It's not illogical for gangster stories to have few female characters, the majority of organised criminals are men, but even if used fleetingly, the female characters could benefit from depth. Mm. Despite my negativity, I enjoyed this game enough to buy it on two different platforms. I guess I liked virtually everything, but I thought the writing was a little subpar. Yeah, I think his, his I think his uh, points about the female characters is is totally valid. Mm-hmm. I um, it's kind of weird that like for all I think the most of the game is 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 pretty well written, but it's kind of weird that literally every female character mm-hmm. in the game is like a super one dimensional stereotype and. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, the billboards everywhere that's like, I can't remember, it's, it's some, kind of, some kind of perfume called like bitch something, I don't know. And it's just like, it's a little over the top or for not over the top, but like just, uh, it's not smart to me as, as, mm-hmm. as much as the rest of the writing can be. Could, could this be, uh, are we being, you know, softy lefty yeah, liberals and no, just acknowledge, no. no, 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 absolutely. But acknowledging, um, sure. I'm slightly playing devil's course, advocate yeah. here, but are we acknowledging the treatment of women um, as being mm-hmm. worse than the treatment of men because we're more sensitive no, I, to I it? I think or... the, personally that Rockstar felt, felt at the time of Red Dead Redemption that they were making a little bit more effort with female characters. Bonnie McFarlane yeah, and totally. Abigail Marston yeah. weren't, you know, they were, they were rounded characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
you know, they like certainly Abigail Marston wasn't she, you know, she didn't take any crap or anything. She was quite a strong mm -hmm. individual in her own right. And I felt mm, at that point absolutely. that maybe we were seeing like a progression in their writing of, of the female characters. And then mm. with this game, they took several steps backwards. Those mm. just... But isn't it just that everyone in GTA yeah, 5 is all Yeah, but there's still no reason why they couldn't have made an, an interesting female character. I, I, you know. mm. Mm. So I think, um, Jay, you've just made a really interesting point, which is in any Western take on, on the, the rock star open world style game, you could have quite easily made the point that the genre of the Western gunslinger mm. type protagonist, you, you could have had very few, if any, female characters in there and yeah. made them all yeah. cliches and one-dimensional and, and pointed to that genre and said, that's just a staple of the genre. Um, in, a, in the way that in, in some instances people are saying that about this, you know, oh, it's, it's a, it's a crime game in the way that crime films are about organized mm -hmm. criminals who tend to be men. The women tend to just sure. be seen through their lens as annoyances mm -hmm. or uh, objects of desire and very one dimensional because it's the lens of the protagonists or, or protagonists or protagonists. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that didn't happen in Red Dead Redemption. And I, and I agree that it did here and saying that that's a staple of the genre feels by comparison, incredibly lazy all of the male characters, well, sorry, few of the male characters aren't one-dimensional either. You know, e even sure, yeah. even mm. the um, the three protagonists, we can point out and say they are cliches, even just by virtue sure. of mm -hmm. being Archetype. representations of previous protagonists mm -hmm. from Grand Theft Auto. They, they're mm -hmm. not necessarily yeah. drawn massively outside of that bubble that we can package them into. Um Mm -hmm. No, and all the previous protagonists of GTA games were were based on archetypes from previous no, exactly, yeah. So, yeah. Um, derivative yeah. is is absolutely something that could be leveled yeah. at mm -hmm. any of them, and I, I don't think they're trying particularly hard to yeah. not yeah. be that. Although I think with Trevor, they were trying to make someone memorable, yeah. which I yeah. think they definitely oh, yeah. mm -hmm. succeeded in. Um, however, I think you know, for me, uh, although Trevor's probably the most memorable character mm -hmm. of the game. Uh, it, there were bits it, again. The, the the tone issue is is where he comes into play because there were points where I almost liked him, mm -hmm. I almost felt sympathy mm -hmm. for him, despite the fact that he was introduced by stomping yeah. a yeah. previous GTA protagonist's head into mush, <laughs> um, and he uh, he it's strongly implied that he rapes the guy he's staying yeah. with when he's uh -huh. in the city. Um, if you get some yeah. of his transition scenes. Uh, and you know he is he's he's a force of nature, animalistic, psychopathic, sociopathic, but occasionally sympathetic. And may, you know maybe mm -hmm. that's maybe that says more about me. I don't know. <laughs> but again, the tone is yeah. swinging yeah. wildly for me all over the place, and that can work. But I think sometimes there were yeah there were moments of mm -hmm. distaste as well as yeah. moments of laughter. Um, so I come away feeling confused yeah. and slightly yeah, dirty yeah. <laughs> yeah it's interesting that you say that because michael in in the game refers to trevor in much the same way in that he can't yeah, yeah. He, he just he, he terrifies him because he's so unpredictable in terms of mm. what he might do next i think what's interesting about him is uh although when you see his um because you can have sort of uh text mm. conversations uh, with certain characters in certain situations in this game you can see that he's sort of semi-literate but actually and again, is this an inconsistency or is this entirely deliberate? He's 
at times incredibly articulate mm-hmm. and very, very mm-hmm. self-aware, which means arguably because he's aware, you know, this is this is a guy who eats humans. They <laughs> yeah. mentioned this several yeah. times. He's actually yeah. a cannibal. Um, but he's also completely sure. self-aware at points. So that I believe that makes him not a, right. a true mm-hmm. psychopath mm-hmm. Or, or sociopath. So it's a very tricky. So then it becomes very tricky to justify someone's behaviour. Whereas in real life, you know, as a woolly lefty liberal, I think that normally when people commit grotesque crimes, it's because they've it's normally a combination mm-hmm. of mental illness, possibly partly brought on by circumstance and, mm-hmm. and life experiences. And that doesn't mean that, you know, they, that society shouldn't be protected from them, but it doesn't necessarily mean, from my point of view, that people should just be put yeah, out of their yeah. misery. However, that said, when I was first given the choice towards the end of the game and I didn't realise that um, the suicide option was actually the way to get mm-hmm. the good ending, my answer to... The, the final solution, as it were, was to kill Trevor uh, because I, I, well, I genuinely didn't know if it would end up with me actually losing the ability to play that character in the end game because I thought, you know, who knows how this is going to play out. But actually, I was kind of trying to role play it a little bit as Michael and Franklin and think what's the only way that we could possibly stay alive and stay out of prison? Well, it has you have to get rid of the loose cannon. And another inconsistency I've thought all the way through, which was, you know, the kind of, well, I can't just kill him. Well, yeah, actually, you've had a million opportunities. Like, I know how how you shoot people in this game. You just press a button and they die. And you could do that to Trevor any time he's walking in front of you. So don't give me the I can't kill him thing because that's patently not true. They they needed to come up with a better excuse for him, uh, a better plot reason, whether whether it was emotional or something for not actually... Or, or a potential <clears throat> consequence, but just I can't kill him yeah. is just lame. I thought they kind of tap into that a little bit. I think in that in that sequence where they kind of have a falling out and they end up going back up to Canada mm. and they both have guns on each other yeah. and neither of them wants to shoot because they're, yeah. they're they're both you know no he's that's like, right you can't do it and he's like you know I I mourned you I mourned because they were best friends he says right. well I missed you too like there's there's almost like an actual human yeah. moment that happens in Grand Theft Auto Five right there mm. true. Like, if you get the ending where the three of them decide to go after the people who've given yeah. grief, mm. there's a point where Michael and Trevor are holding guns on one another, and Franklin comes in and just says, look, if you're going to do it, do it, get it over with. <laughs> and Trevor's the first one to mm. drop the weapon. Mm. Trevor's the first one to mm. sort of say, oh, you know, he turns around and he's like, God damn it, and all the rest of it. And yeah. He can't bring himself to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Michael yeah. still got the gun on him and stuff. So it was <laughs> it was interesting to see that because that isn't necessarily how I would have thought mm. that that would have gone. Yeah, but yeah. I, that, that's mm. the thing that I found really interesting about sort of Trevor was that he was he was at times I always found him the most honest, especially oh, yeah. with Michael yeah. because he's yeah. like course, yeah, with yeah. Michael he's often berating Michael for the fact that he doesn't he doesn't seem to appreciate the fact that he's got a family. Yeah. And that sort of thing, and he berates him all the time mm. for it early on in the, when they first meet mm. up again. And it was just, yeah. And it's it's almost like yeah, I, the way I read that was like Trevor knows what a complete screw up he is, you know, know what a complete monster mm. he is, and knows that mm. he will never have that. And he was kind of angry with his ex friend for basically just not mm-hmm. caring about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just you know, and it, 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 I, I found that stuff kind of made it interesting for me. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, definitely. And maybe I'm reading too much into it. I don't. No, know. I, I don't think you are. I think um, it, 
No. There's an alluring aspect to Trevor's character, and I don't mean that he is someone to be admired or aspired to or anything like that. <laughs> what, you know, because just because we yeah. all we all keep saying, I don't know what that says about me. Well, there, right. I think there is yeah. an alluring aspect to his character, and that yeah. is that he is honest, but he's honest because he due to circumstance or, or consciously or whatever is has freed himself from some of the social um expectations and social conventions that someone like michael is desperately railing mm-hmm. against because he is someone who is a criminal but he wants to be accepted by society he wants to have mm-hmm. the things that society tells him he should have he wants to be considered successful and Exactly, and, and Trevor, Trevor steps outside to. of that, yeah. and, and he, he's realistic about who he is, and says, "No, uh-huh. I, society says I should be. I don't care. It doesn't matter to him at all." Uh-huh. And and that makes him, because of his actions, because of his past, and because of who he is presented as, uh, this lit match all the time. He's just this match waiting to be thrown into a, a mm. pot of gunpowder and just set everything off. Which means when. When you do that, like you were saying, Jay, when he stood there with a gun pointed at someone and he doesn't pull the trigger, you know, that match just gets snuffed out for a second. That that makes him interesting in a way a mm-hmm. way that you wonder why. You wonder what his motivation is. Because, you know, he's he's the Joker. He, yeah. He's that mm. and not in exact terms, but he's a loose cannon. He's that lip match that you you know could cause a massive explosion at any point. And when mm-hmm. he doesn't, it's as interesting as when he does, arguably more mm-hmm. so. What's interesting uh, is exactly at the point where Michael identifies the fact that um, that Trevor has sort of deliberately set himself out of society's norms. That's when he starts calling him a hipster, <laughs> which is, uh, I actually think that's a very funny yeah. uh, scene. And, uh, and, and Trevor's response to it is funny as well because he just gets really miffed. Right, he doesn't, yeah. you know, he doesn't go psycho. <laughs> He just uh, he just kind of gets the hump <laughs> yeah. about it, which uh, which is interesting mm-hmm. in itself. Uh, Sean S. Thomas from the forum uh, on similar matters says, in single player, what you are asked to do in the world often completely contradicts the character traits of the protagonist you play as. The biggest problem is Franklin. He's portrayed as a fundamentally nice guy, but I have the option when playing him to do all sorts of horrific things which render his storyline redundant. Michael suffers similar issues of flip-flopping between decent guy and murdering lunatic, though I enjoyed his arc and mission variety a fair amount. Where the game gets it almost spot on is Trevor. He's a psychopath capable of anything. So whether you're shooting joggers, fending off aliens in a drug fueled haze or nicking a military jet, it seems conceivable that this guy could do that. The issue I had when playing as Trevor was that broadly I hated him. He made me feel bad for some of the things I was being asked to do and at times question if GTA is for me. I, I think that's entirely intentional, to be honest. I, I think the idea was yeah. you were to play it. Often when you're playing as Trevor, you're supposed to... I mean, there are specific missions where I think very definitely you're supposed to think, what the hell am I doing here? Um the torture, the torture. But the yep. interesting thing about the torture is a lot of people pointed that and said that's a step too far that's too much but mm. the mission mm-hmm. directly beforehand where you rescue this guy who trevor's torturing you play as franklin shooting iaa agents just willy-nilly mm-hmm. just murdering yeah. Yeah. uh yeah. law enforcement Dropping officers mm-hmm. you can pretend in your head that maybe they're crooked because everyone in the world is etc but suddenly we're yeah. that's fine because it's at a distance through a sniper scope and mm-hmm. you get headshots yeah. so woohoo 
but torture's a problem. And I'm, I'm not saying that that's a, a wrong-headed way to think about it, but I think it's interesting that they've forced you into yeah. something that yeah, you find so... Uh, in your gut, I had the same feeling. You find so wrong, so, so horrific, so appalling. Mm-hmm. But right beforehand, you're doing something I that's it's, potent- equally as appalling yeah. to some people. Yeah, yeah I guess um, it's probably that thing, um, you know, when uh, the BBFC uh, over here or the equivalent in the US is currently MPA, escaping. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. MPA, yeah. yeah. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Um, when they consider the stification of violent scenes, they talk about the focus on the infliction and the aftermath of pain rather than whereas you know it's quite common even in uh you know sort of adaptations of young adult books like the hunger games or whatever for people to be offed very quickly and bloodlessly uh but when torture is involved and things like that it's that it's that intense focus on the detail um of injury and that sort of thing and i think yeah for whatever reason we have a more um we yeah, we yeah. we have a, a more uh, a visceral response to it, but actually, you you know, eth- on a on a fundamental ethical mm, level, yeah. you're absolutely right. You know, ending people's lives, you could uh, you could very easily argue is is worse than um, electrocuting someone's mm-hmm. nipples, um, because they will ultimately mostly recover from mm-hmm. that, albeit possibly not yeah. psychologically. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, Gaio Pinto, another contributor to the forum, says Grand Theft Auto 5 is a towering achievement in the medium of video games and I wish I liked it more. I love the gameplay and the scope, but the tone of the game actively pushes me away from it. Red Dead Redemption was my favourite game of the last console generation. The way it combined incredible storytelling with Rockstar's fantastic open world depiction of the West was stellar. I was thrilled about them using the lessons they learned from that game and bringing it back to the GTA franchise. I think they nailed the game play the improved checkpoint system helped reduce frustration i enjoyed switching between the three characters while using their different special powers and the heists were really fun to play i remember one particular marathon session with the game where i took franklin around to all of the different racing (laughs) events and won each one he mastered street racing motocross and skydiving i'd started constructing a narrative in my head where franklin had used his unbelievable driving skills to turn away from a life of crime and instead had become a professional extreme sports (laughs) champion Unfortunately, I kind of hate the actual narrative that the game provides. I know this makes me sound lame, but I just couldn't stomach its cruelty. The satire this time around doesn't feel clever or incisive, it just feels mean. When the characters are as shallow as Franklin or as sadistic as Trevor, it's hard to root for them. I've talked to smart people who think the torture scene was trying to say something about the state of the world, <laughs> but to me, <laughs> hi James, but to Sorry. me, <laughs> but to me, it felt like Rockstar wanted us to laugh as we hit a guy in the nuts and waterboarded him. The two bad endings have you throw Michael off a tower or burn Trevor alive, but I get it; those are the bad endings. The good ending, however, has you kidnap the game's antagonist, drive around with him locked in the trunk of your car as he begs for his life, open the truck to gloat at him and to see him bound and gagged and then push the car off the cliff to his death. Maybe I'm getting old, but it was just too much for me. I'd hoped they'd released more single-player DLC in the mould of Ballad of Gay Tony that featured a more likeable protagonist set in this stunning game world, but it doesn't look like that will happen. So I'm left with the opinion that GTA 5 is beautiful to look at and fun to play, but is kind of reprehensible. I think the um, the topic there where he he talks about it being uh, cruel and mean yeah. is it's such a hard line to balance. I think when you get into satire, um, there's a 
uh, side mission for Franklin where you can be, you for some reason, you take this guy around as a paparazzi. You take him around and uh, yeah. taking pictures of the girl. And that, to me, like, kind of similar to how uh, the female character representation is in this game. Like, it just wasn't funny. Like, none yeah. of it was, yeah. I think, ever... It didn't ever make me laugh. And I think when you're going for satire and you're trying to, like, put a mirror on the world like satire usually is supposed to make you laugh at the thing that you're that you're recognizing something's there that's a problem or when you know whatever and laugh at it and at no point especially during that paparazzi sequence where you're just like constantly up in that girl's uh, limo and taking you know he's get closer take more pictures and i know hmm. that that's satirizing real paparazzi it's what they do yeah um yeah. but i i don't know it just felt a little too easy as a as a comedic moment i don't know it's just it and and i mm -hmm. get the idea that this you know a lot of this stuff can come off really mean-spirited and that's kind of a gta thing like that's always been in their mm -hmm. games but i think it's a little more obvious in this one because some of the characters main characters can be so oddly likable see yeah i think like franklin i think is the worst human being of the three of them mm -hmm. in a way um i i was i was really amazed when uh I was looking at comments or something on a on a YouTube video um, for yeah it was the in fact it was the video of transitions of uh, character mm. swap transitions and there were all these comments saying oh I love Franklin he's such a cool guy mm. he's such a nice guy he's <laughs> like did you play mm. the game he's not a nice guy he's he's in some ways he's the one who's in the most control mm -hmm. of what he's doing yeah. and yet chooses yeah. uh -huh. to do all this stuff. Um, it, it, what what an irony um and isn't maybe this is the overarching metaphor for the entire gta 5 <laughs> experience that it is like real life in that it's this stunningly beautiful <laughs> world that i want to be in but it's full of absolutely <laughs> reprehensible people yeah, and behavior yeah. in the past no. when uh gta tackled this stuff this the satire was clear and for me it it walked that line very well i think to, to make sure that it was supposed to seem funny. And this mm -hmm. game, I think, does have problems with that. Maybe I'm being more generous to say that I still took something... in. I, I was still interested in what they were trying to say with that, whether or not mm -hmm. I thought yeah. they were trying to make it funny and it just wasn't. I, I thought there was still an aspect of satire, not necessarily humorous satire, but uh, mm -hmm. quite chilling, quite worrying satire uh, being played there um the, that franklin um mission you talked about sean i think is, is a perfect example where the whole time i was completely uncomfortable not just that i was doing this but that mm -hmm. franklin was doing it but mm -hmm. franklin's attitude in that was very much um that kind of post-adolescent form of full maturity where you say well I'm not going to change the world. I'll, uh, you yeah, know, if yeah. I don't drive someone around, he will. Someone else will, rather. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. if I don't drive this person around to do it, someone else is going to do it. it. May as well be me. I'll get something out of it. I'm not really doing anything wrong. Right. I'm just, you know, I'm not here to police other people. Whether I'm mm -hmm. an enabler or not is is by the by. Uh, and I think there is something interesting in that. But yeah, it does present some problematic moments like like that. Absolutely. We should move on to the actual game <laughs> yeah, <I was> <laughs> gameplay. Um, uh, some of our correspondents have already uh, alluded to this, uh, but I really wanted to um, say just how 
how much fun I had playing yeah. the missions in this game. Um, overall, there are some there are some more mundane ones and some slightly daft ones. Uh, didn't have an enormous amount of fun playing um, as a as a car pickup driver <laughs> for Fra- with yeah. Franklin. Um, but some are, I think deliberately some of those are put in. Uh, and and like the the dockyard crane mm-hmm. section, which like c- comes after you've just done this most amazing <laughs> yeah. swapping between three heists with people hang gliding, um, sorry, abseiling down a skyscraper and shooting down yeah. helicopters and all this stuff. And so some of that stuff again on a technical level is impressive, but also re- you know I just found it really yeah. exciting. Um, and then then you go to these you know slightly mundane ones. Um, I absolutely agree that like I didn't have I never had a huge amount of problem with the handling in GTA cars before but I think it's got everything covered here because there are so many vehicles <laughs> and you can customize them in pretty much incalculable mm. number of ways, yeah. both cosmetically and in terms of uh, performance that if you don't like, you know, if you don't like any car that's in the game, then yeah, maybe the handling models, just that, that shambolic, but I, I had fun driving the whole yeah. time I was playing this game. Um, and obviously, they've added Franklin's uh, slow down mm-hmm. time ability to make uh, some of the the former frustrations um, more easy to bypass. Uh, as people have mentioned, far more checkpoints mm-hmm. in these, um, so far less frustration of getting back to places where things were before. Um, there's still, I think, there were still a few moments where kind of it felt like a target got away from me because something really unfortunate happened. But yeah. I guess that's the you know the chaos of the mm. open world sometimes it felt like it was deliberately chucking more traffic at me mm-hmm. across intersections um to try and you know make it more difficult i don't know but um but overall just thinking about because i've done every mission in this game twice every mm-hmm. story mission in this game twice and and i had a i'd once in third person and i played the entire game again in first person <laughs> on a ps4 and um and i had a blast both times yeah absolutely the, the mission structure compared to especially compared to all the previous any rockstar game honestly like as much as i love red dead redemption like i'd say the mission structure here is mm. so much more uh inventive and and just fun to watch like even watching it like on youtube yeah. or something because i was just trying to mm. you know i played it once all the way through and halfway again but so i was trying to catch up on more of the other stuff and yeah, just man some of those sequences like they really upped their cinematic game i think um like that like the very first uh or i don't know it's probably about five six missions in where you have to get your yacht back your michael getting his like or he's trying mm. to get his yacht back anyway yeah. and you know driving up to the thing franklin jumps off the hood of your car like it's such a <laughs> ridiculous yeah. action movie sequence but i they just nailed the excitement i think the whole time i will say um that the first person stuff like i could not get on with it at all uh, I felt I felt like the uh, controls were a little too heavy. Like you, it's, it does that thing that every Rockstar game does, and then plenty of games do it as well. But where you you'll push forward, and when you let go of the stick, he'll keep going another extra couple steps or whatever. And that kind of stuff that just drives mm-hmm. me nuts, and, and mm-hmm. especially in first person view. So I never really played uh, any of that in first person. But as far as comparing the gameplay to previous uh, Grand Theft Auto, I was like, man, it's just a such a huge step up, especially from four. The shooting in four was a little rough for me, but and this is something that I felt with Rockstar for quite a while. With each game they make, yeah, mm. they innovate within controls or, or mm-hmm. aspects of the gameplay, which then they carry over. I mean, mm-hmm. like you can, it, there's a there's a familiarity to like you know Max Payne, yeah, GTA, yeah. and it was like you know the Red Dead stuff where you, 
you for the first time it was the lighting within the world and that aspect mm-hmm. on the visual side of it you know mm-hmm. it seems to carry through into their games yeah. and, and is improved upon with each progressive game afterwards and it's what I will say is where I think the gunplay does fall down, and again, there are a huge amount of weapons uh, available to use in this game. Well, I would say for an action game of this type, and again, with umpteen modifications that you can do to each one, including completely cosmetic ones. Um, I enjoyed all the gunplay in this game, but it did become a little mm-hmm. repetitive, and I think that's yeah. probably more to the AI of the enemies, yeah. whereas in Max Payne 3, I think there was probably more code yeah. cycles uh, yeah. donated to making the enemies um, behave in a in a slightly mm-hmm. more interesting and unpredictable fashion, whereas in GTA, there I found virtually every firefight in the game yeah. very easy. Yeah. Um, like I did, I'm not saying I never died, because occasionally... Uh, like the ammo, the the armor system still yeah, a bit kind of feels yeah. slightly redundant. And you just you know you buy you buy a heavy armor, uh, super heavy armor whenever you can, and that gives you a bit mm-hmm. of extra life basically. Yeah. But um, ultimately, you often end up without it in a firefight with half energy. And then if you take the wrong path, you can end up not going coming across any first mm-hmm. aid kits. Yeah. But generally, I found the firefights definitely fun, definitely exciting, and and you know very controllable and playable and enjoyable, but somewhat lacking in real dynamism. Sure. Uh, I, I could have done with a little bit more kind of diving in and out of cover, and fewer people just mm-hmm. popping their heads up asking to be shot. Maybe um, I don't. I haven't really looked into the auto aim situation, but it seems to be oh, yeah. quite heavily on yeah, by totally. default. Um, so all you do is just tap the analog up mm-hmm. to give to get headshot, 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 headshot. What, one thing that's worth mentioning is for you know for those who want to do absolutely everything and there's no compulsion to do this whatsoever, you can replay any mission at any time to try and improve your standing within it. Uh, and you know this is all stored in your Rockstar uh, Social Club online. I've got stats and stats and stats lined up here in front of me for both versions of the game it's recorded both ps3 and ps4 uh, stats separately uh you know and that's all fun um the fact that there's this massive online checklist uh, that you can do as well uh, so there's a lot of other stuff to do and see obviously uh we can't talk about every <laughs> single thing as i say there are 58 optional strangers and freaks missions mm. across the three characters including some again sort of memorable sometimes funny uh sometimes distasteful mm-hmm. yeah. scenes um i remember again i remember particularly uh, the yeah. old english couple <laughs> who trevor befriends who are obsessed with hollywood stardom to the point that they end up uh kidnapping uh a famous mm-hmm. actor and 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 thereafter un, you know unpleasant uh mementos of, of these people and again it's Again, tonally, I, I'm not sure how it sits with some of the, mm-hmm. the main game. Um, but again, but I found myself wanting to do it all and see mm-hmm. how these things panned out. So, I, so you know, from that point of view, I'd definitely say it was worthwhile. Uh, but there was always, you know, there were often parts doing these missions, like you said, Sean, mm-hmm. with the paparazzi, as, as parts where you're going, mm, I'm not entirely <laughs> yeah. sure about this, but I'm still doing it because I'm a dirty <laughs> gamer. There's, there's a certain yeah. flexibility with those missions as well. Like, I didn't realise until I was watching YouTube this week, that when Trevor picks up the hitchhikers, is mm, there, yeah. that you yeah. can choose to take them to the altruist camp of oh, the yeah. mountains. <laughs> yeah, And that's, <laughs> that's that. Crazy. But it's like, I didn't even know you could do that yeah. because I think on my first playthrough on the PS3, I never even encountered the altruists up in mm. the hills. Mm-hmm. Um, right. 
There's a whole there's a whole storyline yeah. that goes yeah. with that to the point that at the end you end yeah. up assaulting the archerist <laughs> camp from within and taking yeah. all their money, which is. <laughs> Uh, but but the, again, there's so much of that. You go to the Epsilon Trust or whatever it's yep. called, mm-hmm. and that is a huge yep. storyline that is really vague <laughs> at times. <laughs> and yeah. it's so clever in the way that it's constructed and in, in, in just the way that it's there to, for you to play. I to, I've totally missed it. I'm determined that on this current playthrough on the PS4 that mm. I'm going to see that through because it's quite a substantial payout if you decide to steal all their money at the end. But mm-hmm. again, one that isn't isn't set within the the main nope. thing, but is this huge multi uh, chaptered sort of quest line that mm-hmm. again totally missed. And I do wonder un, un, until I was looking at websites and looking at things because of we were recording the show that there's so much that I didn't even know existed in this game. And I've put in a yeah. you know mostly online, but I've put in a ton of time on this, and I, I didn't even know mm-hmm. how like so much stuff. And it's crazy. It's yeah. just, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do, I've done, according to this, uh, on the PS4 version, I've done four, um, done 33 of 61 mm. hobbies and pastimes and 45 of 58 Strangers and Freaks missions. But the entire, yeah, Seeking the Truth, Accepting the Truth, which I see, these, these mm. are the Epsilon ones, I think, aren't they? Um, there's a, yeah, there's a string of uh, eight missions, none of which I've ever even mm. seen um again it's just and yeah and there's various others as well yeah it's 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 crazy um you know there's there's the there's 60 random events this is i think we first saw in red dead redemption which is where you know Mm. two guys might just be shooting having a shootout and whatever and you get blue and red dots on the map and you get to join in so there's lots of these uh little things um which is the one I can't remember whether it's a strangers and freaks or a random event or what, but the one where f- it was my favorite Franklin moment, actually, um, he's obviously a bit, uh, au fait with, uh, dogs cause mm. he has his own dog, which is another pastime you can, you can do if you want. Although I don't, I don't suppose that many people spent a huge amount of time playing uh, with child. Um, but there's, there's one. Oh, okay. Of course you did. Uh, but, um, but there's one where a dog runs up to him and, it's uh, yeah, I think it's the one that kicks off the skydiving mm-hmm. missions yeah. <laughs> because a dog runs up to him in the wilds and says uh, and does the whole kind of rough rough thing, and then he says, "What's that? There's a man <laughs> yeah. stuck in a tree who died." Which, uh, so stupid. Yeah, which again, would fine. Yeah, yeah, stupid, but yeah, made me yeah, laugh. No, yeah, the, I mean, and I'm going to give shout out to the iFruits app yeah. uh, because it like there was the option to basically teach chop tricks through a series of mini games and. You know, yes, and that yes. carried into the main games. Customizes yeah, color. Brilliant. I love all that stuff. Put more. I wish more games would do these sort of things because I, I just find it, you know. Yeah, I would. Uh, I used the iFruit app when I first mm. had the game, and I would order uh, uh, customized parts for my uh, car. Yeah, and then num- when you load up the game the next time, stuff, yeah. you'd have a customized car. It's amazing how many vehicles you can save as well. And you can cram them into your garage and it will keep some outside and your characters all have their own custom mm. vehicle and it will remember what you've had done to it. And I know it doesn't sound like much in itself, but <laughs> when there's so much else going on, uh, it all starts to boggle the mind. Then you've got, you know, just so much other stuff to do. Um there's tennis and golf, both of which I would say are serviceable mini games. Like neither of them are, I would say, you know, mm. fabulous, but they all have they have online <laughs> leaderboards and stuff yeah. like that. Crazy. Um, so that's pretty crazy. The tri- the triathlon I I did do, but I found less fun, especially the road racing where you're mm-hmm. just hammering the X button for ages. 
I have no idea why yoga is in <laughs> this game. I, I just, it's just the most sort of pitiful mini game. Uh, I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I think, I assume it's a joke. I don't know. Um, you can go hunting for, for steer, mm. uh, steers with, uh, or uh, stags with Trevor. Uh, there's shooting ranges, of course. Uh, we've mentioned various kinds of racing, street racing and off-road racing. Um, you know, and these are, if you get on with the handling and the vehicles in the game, these are kind of, mm-hmm. you know, as fun as many dedicated uh, games of their own genre. And the fact that you can just be driving around and you see a load of people gathered and you can just, you know, tap a button and join in. Um, the flying stuff, I think, is amazing. The... Um, the stunt flying and the mm-hmm. flight school stuff just i mean just being in that in the air in that game engine is amazing i think doing it in first person as i say I, it did take me a while Sean, yeah. to get with the first person a couple of hours mm-hmm. three hours maybe um but it once i got got it i i didn't want to go back i, I played the entire ps4 game and now the online in in first person i love mm-hmm. the immersion um the fact that you have to look both ways before you cross <laughs> yeah. the street um, there were literally a few seconds where I did use external cameras, like hooking up vehicles mm. and stuff like that, because that's that's just you, you, your yeah. senses are too compromised otherwise. Um, but yeah, the flying stuff, um, it gets easier. Uh, I mean, if you play with Trevor, the flying is a lot easier because of his... Obviously, we, we've not even mentioned the fact that the characters have got role-playing mm. type stats, and the more you do stuff, the better they get at stuff. So you can make all three characters as good at flying, but... By default, Trevor is a former pilot, and so um, his his air vehicles are much uh, much more handleable. I had a lot of fun. I don't know about you. Um, in the Atomic Blimp, uh, it's the the second version of the Blimp in in the more modern versions of the game is is slightly more fun to fly. It's quite it's quite manoeuvrable and nippy, and you can easily sort of land on a, any um, any roof <coughs> of any building and just you know go go uh, base jumping or whatever else. Uh, there's bail bonds missions. You can go gun running on air and land if you buy the airfield. There are knife fights. I've no, never even seen <laughs> one of these organised knife fights, but there are eight to win. Wow. Uh, there's the good old-fashioned GTA stunt jumps, uh, of which I think I've seen about <laughs> two. Um, you can fly under all the bridges in the game for an achievement in in planes. And then you can even just do stuff like ride the cable car up to, up Mount Chiliad or ride ride the roller coaster or the big wheel at uh, at the fairground. You can take your car for a wash. You can watch three movies at the cinema, which are each about twenty minutes mm-hmm. long. And uh, well, you can actually watch Michael's film, was... can't you? The one that he. Um... Oh really? <laughs> oh uh, yeah, that's one. That's one of the. But three, that's isn't at it, the uh, Chinese yeah. theatre one, yeah. Man's Chinese theatre, yeah, or whatever mm. it's called, yeah. Uh, but they fixed it because originally you could watch the film before it was made mm. in the story, mm. whereas in uh, subsequent versions you can only watch it after uh, after his terrible <laughs> film actually comes out. Uh, there's hours and hours of TV, which is completely mm. optional. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, you can go drinking. Of course, there are prostitutes. There are there's a strip club club with lap dancing, which I still find. Tacky and unpleasant to do, but it's there if you want it. And you can, of course, customise your character with hair and tattoos. There's an internet, again, a working internet, sort of, after a fashion, with quite a lot of content on it, uh, including loads of secret 
trails that you can follow. You can buy properties, you can buy businesses and get involved in the day-to-day running of them. There's a stock market, <laughs> a sort of working stock market. There's a camera phone. Um, and there are multiple collectathons, which I've not engaged mm-hmm. with at all. I don't know about you, no. chaps. We, we famous, talked about pigeons. Famous I did, pigeons. but oh, right. nothing yeah. else at all. Frankly, yeah. there's too much other stuff to do. How would you even begin to look for... I know some of them, like you get the pulsing on the map for the nuclear mm. waste and the submarine parts, I think. But yeah, letter no, scraps? Yeah. Oh, that's the... Um, How d- isn't that that's the murdered actress yeah. stuff? Yeah, Murder mystery, right. Yeah, But again, for people who want to do them, the funny thing is, as you said, Jay, you don't have to do these things to mm. get the 100% yeah. completion rating or, or trophy. But actually, you know, for anyone who's properly... Uh, committed to these things you you would have to uh you would have to go in for all these collectathons as well but but i think there there would be some reward there for is, doing this huh. again it's just staying in that world for longer and seeing more of the back alleys and rooms mm. and and you know i don't know there's it's just too many games to be played <laughs> but it's all there if you want it and uh, Jay, you wanted to mention the director mode as well because the, the, this came in with the more recent versions and in, in an yeah, update. Yeah, this is the it? Rockstar um, Editor, which is like you know, Rockstar like Editor, yeah, a, a rather phenomenal kind of machinima editing tool that's built yeah. into the game. And you know, even um, you can, and I didn't realize that I could do this, but even whilst you're playing the multiplayer or the online, you can record footage then and there. And then you can go in and, and change the cameras and stuff with your save clips later. And it's it's crazy how good that stuff is. And I like certainly within the little group of players that I play with, few of us have really I mean, I've dabbled with it briefly. Um, but it's so like you you go on YouTube and you see what people have actually created using the in-game tools, and it's like, damn man, this is like pretty impressive stuff. And it's passed by a lot of people, you know. If mm. certainly anybody mm. who only went with the PS3 version, they're not going to even, you know, it just didn't, mm-hmm. wasn't there. Yeah, yeah amazing stuff. Um, so yes, we've sort of touched upon the updates and additions. November 2014 was the uh, a year after the first release was PS4 and Xbox One, both 1080p and 30 frames. Obviously, the PC version, which uh, arrived yet another. Uh, five months later or so added uh, 4k support and of course it can be modded and there are some already completely jaw-dropping mind-blowing mods out there Um, there was a video on IGN Facebook recently which is sort of top 10 mods and uh, I recommend you seek it out it's uh, yeah some of them uh, are astonishing and some of the visual work that's like we, we talked about these I think with GTA 4 because um, you know, people mm-hmm. were modding that game for years and probably still are, and they made GTA 4 look like you know, just like a completely yeah. different, almost photorealistic game. But obviously, with GTA 5, you're starting from a higher platform, graphics cards have come on a long way in the last couple of years, and um, it's yeah, it's just gonna boggle the mind with 4K monitors and Titan X's. What I would say is uh, to those who kind of stuck with the previous Hello. gen version of GTA. Hello, and who haven't sampled the uh, either the PC version or or one of the the, the console versions current gen? Um, it's probably more of an upgrade than you think it is yeah. in terms of how it looks and uh, what there is to do in it. It really is, um, yeah, it's way mm. more substantial than a lot of kind of quotes HD mm-hmm. remasters. 
Um, the world is so much more lushly vegetated mm. and populated and there is a ton of wildlife in it now. Um, and they added a load of music and some weapons and a whole bunch of new challenges and events to do. And yeah, it's uh, if you liked GTA 5 on last gen, I think you'll love it on this gen. But that also, <laughs> I mean, some of the other changes go across the line with the online stuff as well because there's mm. like stuff that you just don't have in the older version um you know thing right. yeah which brings yeah. us neatly on to gta online uh a post from the forum telepri says when gta online launched three of my friends and i all gathered with our 360s in my basement everyone bought their own tv and we struggled through the initial issues of the service uh yes it mm. did get off to a wobbly start uh, after launching after the game came out although that was planned uh till we were causing mischief together online had less sticking power with me than the story however i can really be bothered to play anything online but the idea of having my own character was appealing i remember putting a bit more time into it when friends would play but i i didn't stick around for heists and my friends eventually jumped to pc while i stayed put with my 360 copy uh uh, I included that because I think that may reflect uh, the experiences of a number mm. of our listeners. Um, inevitably, people sure. move on and, you know, games fly by night and uh, something else, the new and shiny, happens. Um, as somebody who dips in and out of GTA Online every few months, normally, you know, two or three sessions and then leaves it for a while and comes back, um, I'm always impressed by how much they've mm -hmm. added how much there is to do uh how much fun how much game just how yeah. much game there is you know both co-op and versus and sheer mm. shenanigans <laughs> mucking about um you've got your persistent kind of um you know up upgrading uh leveling mm. up systems with the uh, rockstar points and job points and you've got your cash money to think about um jay really you've you know um you've played an enormous amount of this uh and you still say sometimes to me that you feel like there's plenty you haven't oh, done. Yeah. you're lower level than some of the people we yeah. see online but with over 500 hours yeah i'm in, just looking at i mean on my time thing because it, it does it in days it's yeah. it's 22 days Jeez. well one hour and 58 minutes <laughs> so it's like yeah. nearly five and a half hundred hours on it so is it any good though <laughs> yeah i have to say and i mean this is I mean, we had this conversation a while back that I was concerned that the podcast wouldn't do it justice on the online stuff because mm. it's, I don't want to skip. I don't want, I don't feel it deserves to be skimmed over yeah. and just says, you know, it's got a lot of stuff in it and, and so on. I, this is one of the most substantial multiplayer games I've ever played. I think it is absolutely brilliant. I can't, I mean, there is so much to do in this and they've been adding free updates to this game like yeah. sometimes it's little incremental things you get new weapons new outfits new clothes they come in all the time like pretty much monthly there's new stuff to pick up in the shops but they've added some really substantial stuff mainly like the stuff that you know that came in initially with the heist that's what everybody was waiting for and i don't believe they disappointed me in, in any way shape or form i think that as a as a co-op mission to play um they were incredible um not the easiest thing to to get together and get four people because you can't do these things in one evening unless you're going to be on for a, a quite a long session you know but you or with randoms well you can do some with randoms. realistically uh i mean it's gotten easier with random players because of people know what they've got to do 
you know, obviously people right. have, have got more experience with playing the high. So it's like some, some of them are easier to do now than they were initially, mm. but there's, there's still one or two of them where you really need to be communicating because I mean, one in particular where it kind of, you've got a time sniper shots, um, mm. is, you know, if you're not on comms, it's like, good yeah. luck with that. Cause you're going to be there all night <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you get people rage quitting <laughs> quite sure. easily on, on some of them, but you know, to think that this, I mean, you know, the argument is that because they made so much money, you know, that they, mm -hmm. from the game sales, they didn't need to charge for this stuff, but you won't find many developers yeah, out there that no. would give this stuff away yeah, for free. Not. And it, it's not, these aren't little kind of thrown together five minute missions. These are huge, you know, with cutscenes and new voice work and characters, all, you know, performance captured stuff in mm -hmm. there. And it's, it's, they're insane i love the heist i wish there were more of them mm. um but they've you know they've added the racing stuff the the stunt i mean oh the last God. major yeah. update was the stunt racing yeah. um which is insane yep. and you've got the then the stunt uh the the track editor where you can create your own stunt tracks <laughs> which are you know crazy mm -hmm. um, i mean we had an evening of playing this and and some of the, the some mm -hmm. of the the tracks are absolutely like yeah. They take you completely out of the world of GTA because it's it's it's, yeah. it's like the, they ignore the laws of physics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you know the tracks are up in the air around the uh, skyscrapers in the sky, and and it's just it's in, you know it's amazing what what they've done. And then the, 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 this tool for you to create your own stuff is out there, mm -hmm. but I can't mm. like. I can't stress how much I enjoy playing this multiplayer. I will often play it on my own. I go into my own. I create a friends only room and hmm. just it's like a it's like an MMORPG, mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, in, in lots of ways. Yeah, pretty much. And I personally feel that this is a direction because uh, it's interesting how they've approached this. This is not GTA Five Online. This is Grand yeah. Theft Auto Online. Yeah. They've deliberately held yeah. off and put in a name a number on this because it's it's it, yeah. it is its own thing. It was released like two weeks. It was released separately yeah. to the single player. You know, it came out like a fortnight later. It has like its own kind of intro credit sequence and everything. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it feels like a. a it feels to me that this is a direction that they're they're really going to push now, and I feel maybe it's technology is is uh, you know the 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 ability to create online persistent worlds is is getting to that stage now where it's 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 doable, and we've seen games like Destiny and and mm -hmm. the Division where they're kind of where you don't have a single player, you have a, a combined kind of campaign slash multiplayer cooperative thing, mm -hmm. and I think. My personal feelings is that's that's a direction they're going to take GTA in because I, and I would not be disappointed if they did because I think if you know, I love playing GTA Online and I could totally you know there, there's a reason I've spent several times more, you know, time playing that than I have on the single player. Um, it feels like yeah, I've I've just never got tired mm. of it. Some people uh, say to me that. There are issues with griefing. There is, but uh, again, when people say this, so this is something that came up. This has been around since Grand Theft Auto 4. It was something that was a problem yeah. within sort of Red Dead Redemption. Yes. And sure enough, it is still a problem in GTA 5 if you go into, oh, sorry, Grand Theft Auto Online, if you go into mm. random open lobbies, you are going to get gunned down by other players. 
it 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 is a problem but it, it often strikes me that that's you not it's the person who's complaining about that just hasn't sussed out the idea there, there are tools there to keep you yeah. out of that there's a thing called they they added a thing called mm-hmm. passive mode which means that you can't be killed by other players when you're in that and that automatically comes up as an option after you've been killed like two or three times yeah. but i found out very early on that i mean literally from the first day i started playing red dead redemption on, uh, online that the easiest way to fix this was to pick a friends only lobby so that it's a basically an instance that only you and anybody on your friends list and you've got many options with this you can set it up to crew only uh you know invite only or solo so you can play without anybody bothering you and that was to me the the way I've always played this. I would set up a friends only lobby, so if somebody comes online and sees me playing, they can just jump within without any issue whatsoever, you know. And that's how I play it. I've never had a problem with griefing. Occasionally, you know, I accidentally accidentally go into a, uh, a a public server, and sure enough, you know. And all I do from there is I do these things called contact missions, which is basically I call up one of the characters, one of the sort of gang people in the, that are on my phone in the game, and they give me a mission. And from that point forward, I'm, I'm not in the public lobby. I'm literally going from mission to mission to mission. And it's, you know, this is why I, I play it. I will sometimes just jump on for an hour and, you know, a couple of hours or something. If there's a few of us on, it's even better because it's for, you know, I have conversations random, you know, we just talk. It's like a social thing. We're just chatting away while we're playing this stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just crazy. And as as I was saying, it's just as viable to uh, hold up some convenience stores and, <laughs> and yeah. you know get the cops onto you and and try and fight them off in the strip club <clears throat> as it is to just go for a stroll yeah. by mm-hmm. the beach. It, it is um, a game that has has consistently had us in stitches, not just because of the what we yeah, can do in yeah. that world. So you know, it's like you know, you 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 you, you jump into an instance. Somebody's online. They say, "Where are you?" It says, "I'm just on." You can see me on the map. He's like, "Okay, I put a waypoint there." As you pull up, he comes running out of the convenience store, guns blazing, <laughs> you know. And then you hear the siren, so it's like jump in the car, and then you've got to get away from the cops and stuff. But then it's just things like you know, occasionally I have this thing where I like to stand on car roofs when people are coming into my field of view. And so the first thing they see is me just smashing a car up, <laughs> standing on the roofs with a baseball bat, just beating down on the car. It sounds crazy, but it, it it's just funny to see mm-hmm. that. When you turn that corner and there's somebody just smashing, I, or sometimes it's with a hammer, but you're just beating this car up with this. It, 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 it sounds juvenile, but it is actually really funny yeah, when you see yeah. this sort of, sort of stuff just happening yeah, in the world. It made me laugh. And well, yeah. yeah, the... um. The, it's also, I think it's worth saying, people who only even sort of ventured into this on the previous gen, mm. the the current gen versions uh, fill out the world yeah. again, oh, not yeah. much as in yeah. single player, although it's still not as busy as the single player city. Uh, there's more uh, traffic and mm. pedestrian activity. The only thing that's sort of omitted in that, and this is in the online compared to the single player anyway, um, is an- or animals. For whatever reason, and I yeah. just, you know, I assume just a stretch too far. Yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe as as consoles get more powerful, or they <laughs> they they understand how to get the most out of these consoles. It's like I was saying, you know, the difference between GTA Four and Five. Mm. You know, maybe on the in the next time round or whatever, we'll see. Um, 
you know that that sort of stuff can be implemented. Neo and that. Scorpio now with added cats. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and it's mountain lions. It, you know, like I've always like when I've been playing these games before, I was always like with Red Dead Redemption and GTA Four. I was always slightly amiss that the the world wasn't mm, the same yeah. in the online mm. version. That's yeah. less of a problem now. I mean, sure, it's still yes. there's still more texture within the 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 single course, player like. Yeah animals mm-hmm. and so on uh but that's lesser it's lessened with each i guess with yeah. each sort yeah. of yeah iteration but yeah, now sure. it's getting to the point where it you know there's a there's a level of uh pedestrian there's there's amount of cars on the road it's, it just feels pretty solid as well as the three to four billion dollars that rockstar uh or take two or combination mm. uh made from selling the the game itself I understand that while the likes of us may never have bought one of the mm. in-game currency cards, that they oh, make an enormous amount of money yeah. from those yeah. as well. People yep. do buy them. Mm. People people want that shortcut. So. Um, they're completely optional. You know, you can absolutely. There's lots of ways of earning money, mm. but it's mm-hmm. a shortcut to to riches. Uh, is is real money? So, game, so I mean that's the thing. I mean it's like we were talking about this the other week, and I you know, assume that that's also one of the contributing factors to why everything's been mm-hmm. free. You know, it, it's but it uh, you know I haven't even touched upon the CEO stuff yet, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you, corporations and other criminals. Is that what it's called? Uh, it was the finance and felony pack that I released. Oh, okay. So I've you can create your own corporation. You can hire associates. <laughs> now you can do this either from your friends list, so you can specifically bring people in, or you can just do random other players. If you're in a public, and you have to be in a public server for this, for the way that the missions work. But it, it's it's just there's so much depth to this stuff. I mean, I, I like I was saying to you the the other week we were playing. There's as much stuff now in the online, if not more, than the yeah. single player stuff. There's just so much to do in that game, like, and it, you know, and I was reading the the sort of the the correspondence, thinking, why is nobody talking about the mm. online? Because it's like, to me, that's the mainstay of that game now. The single player was yeah. great. I played through it, loved it. I'll probably play through it again sometime. I, I enjoyed a hell of a lot of it. But the online is where the future of Grand Theft Auto lies, in, to my mind. That's that's the future of this game right there. Because it's so good. Um, see, see that that does that does kind of terrify me a bit, though. I've got to say, because <laughs> well, you know me, my aversion to multiplayer is. Well, maybe you're just not playing with the right people. Well, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I I played the tutorial, got into it, just dumps you into an open world after that, and mm-hmm. um, I can't even remember what I was trying to do. I walked across the street, and someone just veered off the road and and killed me, and right. I was just yeah. like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> no, I, no. I, I I totally understand that, and I think focus has always been a problem with with the online when you're in the free mode in that game yeah yeah it's horrific like even i and uh, we know this because we were doing this just the other week the moment we're in free mode because this was just before we were starting the the, the community game night on on stun racing mm-hmm. we were just meeting in the free mode and within like minutes of being in that world sirens are off the grenade launches out yeah, it's yeah. just chaos and it was just yeah, and it escalates from there. And it's just, yeah. you know, bringing in choppers, bringing in attack choppers and all the rest of it. But it's funny, but it, the, the novelty wears off real quick. And even I, you know, after so much time on that game, I get I, I don't like that. Mm, yeah. I much mm. prefer the mission structure. So mm. I go in, I play, I just bring up a contact mission, and from there it's just 
will just because at the end of a contact mission you'll get an like a menu screen of other like uh, five missions plus well, a random do, yeah. option so then you can just go to the next mission from there and it, it doesn't break the flow with that stuff you can just keep going from mission to mission earning in-game money while you're doing it as well yeah no when i say when i say it sounds terrifying i absolutely don't mean that to uh to suggest that the game mm. isn't you know uh, gta online isn't everything you've said it isn't and and more it's just for me grand theft auto is still a single player i mean the the, the only I'm multiplayer sh- yeah. aspect is when i used to sit around with my mates and we used to do stupid stuff uh, but i think there's a way i i, I suspect you know that there's a way you can merge the two forms that if you come yeah, in absolutely. as a lone player that you can still play. I mean, Destiny for the longest time, I was played on my own, yeah. you know, yeah. like for many of those games, I will approach them. And then that division, apparently you can play it as a single player yeah. um, by just being on your own while you're playing it, but it's still kind of the online. And I, I think that that's maybe a direction that certainly going by the way that GTA online feels that that's something that they're going to push. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm not averse to it as long as the gameplay is focused. Like the heists in particular are are they're like laser focused at points with those missions. You there's no yeah. the, there's no ability to kind of go off um, off the reservation with that stuff and then start mm. you know mucking around because it will you'll get a fail state and you know the rewards are there for, to keep people's focus. But that stuff like if they created a game based around that level of of mission structure. I'd be completely in it. That would be totally sold on it. Excellent stuff. We must move on uh, to listener correspondence. So first up, we have Sean S. Thomas, who says, I have mixed emotions about GTA V. It did everything I expect from the series, such as look phenomenal, be packed with attention to detail and have perfectly judged radio stations I can drive aimlessly around to. The issue I have with the series in its current guise is that the initial facade of true open world freedom from the PS2 era has eroded and now the single player campaign inherently sits awkwardly alongside the experience of just mucking around in the environment. What kept me hooked were the heists and ability to character switch and maybe they point the way forward for the franchise. A true open world experience that analyses the way you play and shapes your experience according to your play style. Like mowing down people? Become a getaway driver. Like like planning peaceful, elaborate heists? Break into some banks stealthily. Enjoy driving around the mountains looking for UFOs? Join a cult. But no matter what you choose, you are in control. In GTA V, I rarely felt like I was... I was when playing the campaign. My overall sense is that when you strip back the sublime graphics and get over the sheer scale of the world, then there's actually a slightly antiquated and limited game engine that's torn between truly embracing open world freedom and creating scripted cinematic storylines. Interesting, Sean. Thank you. Next up, we have Xavier Desmond. Grand Theft Auto has always been a series that has never quite hit with me. I struggled with mechanics of the PS2 era games and I found the drab world and poor structure, particularly of the side quests in GTA 4, dragged the game down. GTA 5 does an amazing job of fixing the problems of the previous games. The driving and shooting are much more enjoyable and the game is cleverly structured so that, unlike the previous games in the series, you never feel forced into doing missions or quests that you don't want to. In many ways, Rockstar have created the best open world game ever with an astonishing level of detail and a world that feels truly lived in. Despite this, I cannot say that I love GTA V. The sheer size and detail in the game means that inevitably there is a lot of creative talent involved and because of this, GTA V lacks an identity of its own. 
The humour in the game varies wildly from clever and subtle satire to lowest common denominator Adam Sandler-level idiocy. The story never hangs together and feels like it was written by committee. To compare it to Rockstar's previous game, Red Dead Redemption, GTA V is superior in many ways, but it has no coherent artistic vision of the story it wants to tell or the world it wants to create. This means that although the game is never dull, nothing about it really sticks in the memory. Thank you, Xavier. And now here is again Telepri, who says, I wasn't incredibly excited for GTA V. Sure, it looked beautiful, and I enjoyed my time with the last two numbered entries in the series, but for me, GTA has always been about relaxing with the sandbox parts of the game, not the story. I would have been perfectly fine not buying it and continuing to occasionally play GTA 4. My brother and friends had a different outlook though. They were all incredibly excited for the game, picking it up in the first week, if not first day. The story definitely drew me in at first. Having three characters was an interesting approach and I especially enjoyed Franklin's special ability and Trevor's personality. But it wasn't enough and soon after starting the story I was back to my old antics of running away from the cops and starting shootouts and parking garages. So after giving up on the story and online, I was back to where I was with GTA 4, but clearly 5 was better. I have many fond memories of sitting on the floor of my brother's bedroom where the Xbox was located, putting in countless hours of mindless violence while he played Civilization or some other strategy game on his PC. GTA 5 became a great stress relief game and I put it next to Minecraft and Dark Souls as my favourite relaxing games. While I certainly enjoyed the violent aspects of the game, this entry has uh, had so much more for me to do than the previous one. I probably spent almost as much time just walking around the city as I did blowing it up. I loved exploring the mountains and jumping on trains. My personal favourite non-violent activity was to get in a helicopter, fly to the top of a bridge, get out and try to jump onto one of the passing cars. This always amused me much more than it probably should have. Techno Rage 1127 cool name. To start, I have to be honest, I was never a Grand Theft Auto fan. I always acknowledged the incredible amount of work that went into each game, as well as the innovative genius to create these open world sandbox games. However, the story was always a mixed bag for me. The writing would skirt the line of taking itself way too seriously or being on the nose satirical. There are times when I feel like the developers are Eric Idle from Monty Python. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, know what I mean. Plus the protagonists in each game have been especially annoying and the time spent going through the story with them becomes a chore. GTA 4 was certainly a disappointment all round for me. Having said that, there was a sale on PSN, the PS4 version, and I decided it was worth a shot as this could be the game that finally gets it right for me. Long story short, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed this game. Having the three protagonists breaks up the story into easily digestible pieces and replaying events from a different character's perspective is refreshing. Rockstar actually takes the time to establish each character's backstory and motivations. Most importantly, there are missions, especially with Trevor, when you actually get to cut loose and are rewarded for doing so. While the story does take its time and there are several very memorable moments, it doesn't really go anywhere, which surprisingly doesn't really bother me, as all the moments getting to the end are quite fun. Driving also feels so much better than the cat on roller skates feel that GTA 4 had, although the fly mechanics needed some work. I've not done much of GTA Online, I'm not a big multiplayer person, and it seems to be impressively overwhelming, but maybe someday. To sum up my thoughts, Grand Theft Auto is still not my favourite series of all time, but this latest entry is certainly worth the price of admission, albeit on sale. It's the £900 gorilla when it comes to sandbox games, and it actually delivers. Thank you, Techno Rage.
JB the Skater. I loved this game. I adored the world Rockstar created in Red Dead Redemption, and my hopes were that they could turn their hand to achieving something similar with GTA V. Rockstar seemed to pretty much nail it. Whilst I prefer the world of Red Dead Redemption, this incarnation of Los Santos, San Andreas, etc. is incredible. The attention to detail is astonishing. The atmosphere is immersive. The lighting, the air, the weather effects, the ambient sounds, the incidental conversations and occurrences in the world are masterfully crafted and unmatched in any other game. Leaving aside some of the minor gripes I had with the story and some of the larger gripes I had with GTA Online following launch, I think this is one of Rockstar's finest efforts. Oddly enough, after playing around 200 hours between release and the subsequent Christmas, I stopped playing and never returned. I'm sure we all have those games we put a whole lot of time into, play thoroughly, enjoy immensely, and can leave it to rest once we are done. This was one for me. 200 hours, though. Can't, can't say fairer than that. We had an email from Matt Sharawara, which is a fantastic name. I hope it's absolutely your real name, Matt. Role-playing is an interesting label in games. Looking back on my past history in games labelled as role-playing experiences, I'm not sure that I have played through those titles with a deliberate or even coherent role in mind. When I was younger, I'd just choose all the evil options for fun. Now, my more mature mind tries to be more pragmatic and walk a path that will land me the most useful power-ups. I bring this up because I think GTA V might be the most immersive role-playing experience I've ever encountered. All of my lunacy and psychotic shenanigans were contained to playing as Trevor, whereas most of my shopping and driving was as Franklin. Michael, permanently burnt out, burnt out and looking for some happiness through distraction, became an accomplished triathlete that would often cycle up mountain paths in between missions. I can credit the excellent systems of the game for giving me the ability to play in this way. The traffic system in particular was magnificent. I can't believe that I'd ever be willingly obeying the traffic rules in a Grand Theft Auto game. But quite often it felt like the right thing to do in terms of the characters and plot. Why would I be smashing through the city in a stolen van in the lead up to a heist? Instead, I crawled along in traffic as you would in the situation, with the mission-specific music jangling in the background. The slow pace at the beginning made the later half of the mission where things fell apart and became a frantic race through gunfire-filled tunnels feel all the more of a reward. My personal favourite moment came from the end of the monkey business mission where Trevor is tasked with driving his unlikely love Patricia back to her gangster husband. I crawled along through the traffic like a snail as I felt Trevor would, using every red light as a chance to spend a few more fleeting seconds in the presence of a woman he'd be unable to see again. Peak sentimentality hit as I began driving up a steep incline in Chicago's If You Leave Me Now swelled on the radio. And then a cow walked in front of a car on the other side of the road and promptly dropped dead. I burst into laughter and was reminded that yes, this is a very immersive game, but it's also the same unpredictable, hilarious violence that made past entries into the series such teenage classics. This game, slightly shinier and with better traffic lights, is a classic too. Thank you, Matt. Next up, finally, in fact, we have a new poster, Kiyomi. I don't have a particular bit of praise for GTA V when it comes to how it plays, or the characters, or where the story ends up. In these regards, GTA V is mechanically solid, if not best in class. It's fun to shoot things, the cover system works, the driving is pleasurable, and the characters unfortunately cry movie stereotypes that often don't have a whole lot to say, even for all the shouting and swearing. Instead, I regard GTA V more highly because of the impact it had on me, and how it opened my eyes once again to open world games. 
I bought my PS3 in August 2011, having been out of gaming for a number of years, and with it a slew of the generation's games, including Red Dead Redemption, an absolute masterpiece in its own right. With that in mind, the next Rockstar project was announced just a couple of months later, GTA V. It was perhaps the single biggest case of being excited for a game that I'd ever experienced. I'd never played a GTA game before, and so it was with eager anticipation I placed my pre-order, something I had almost never done before or since. For two years, I was on almost a complete blackout, aside from the initial launch trailer and perhaps one other closer to release. I refused to look at anything GTA-related. After the rather considerable install, I sat down, ready to be thrust into an exciting world of crime, destruction and havoc. And while I certainly enjoyed the initial elements laid out to me, the thing that captured me most was simply the world that Rockstar had created. This world was alive with the sights and sounds of city life in a way I'd never even begun to think was really possible in a video game. People walking past on their cell phones, people bumping into one another, people occasionally starting a gunfight only for the police to arrive on the scene some moments later, whereupon they themselves would be shot at, hurt, and then tended to by paramedics who'd write down notes on a clipboard. It was the way that the light streamed through a gap in the bridge to the underpass below it, lighting up the roof of your car as you drove past, and then realising the underpass was itself alive with a small graffiti-laden alley that was home to drunks, the homeless and the violent. And the sound too felt vivid and real. It was the ticking of the engine cooling as you switched off your car and got out, the industrial warning sirens in the docks and the roar of a sports car in the distance. It was the squeak of a suspension, the music blaring from inside an apartment. For my first five or so hours, I spent my time in GTA V walking, yes, walking around the streets of Los Santos, refusing to run, soaking it all in, utterly engaged, not by a set of mechanics or a flowing script, but by this feat of world building. I found immense joy in discovering a staircase on the side of a building a few stories high, walking up to it, taking to the roof and looking out at the cars and people walk past. And then feeling the realisation kicking that those stairs serve no other purpose than to be there as you would expect them to be from a building of that type. Not because it serves the player in terms of progression, but because it's what would exist. It's the mundane details in GTA V that truly brought it to life to me in a way that no other game has ever done before or since. There are no other major developers that pay the kind of attention that Rockstar does to the way it sculpts its world. And if I'm honest, I'm quite thankful for that. To be launched into a new world so completely and entirely every five years or so is fine by me and sets an industry standard that right now nobody can even come close to. Thank you for all the correspondence. Thank you for that. Signing up especially to post there, Kiyomi. Much appreciated. But next up, we will rattle through some three-word reviews. Follow us on Twitter, as I always say, at Canerince. Please do. First up, we have K Sub Zero One Thousand. Quantity over quality. Uh, Andy Bolsover. Sleeping dogs instead. Gallo Pinto wants better protagonists. Techno Rage Eleven Twenty Seven. Clunky flying mechanics. Uh, Justin jetpack shaped hole. Catatonic gnarly. No, not Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Morbid Beard, Trevor's questionable shenanigans. Test tube 27, we are Trevor. Andrew Brown, you're a hipster. Uh, Spencer Saunders, relaxing violence simulator. P-tier, grandiose treble action. JB the skater, a wonderful world. And finally, Alex79UK, grand theft awesome. Right. Now, to summarise in brief, uh, would we still recommend that people pick up the game if they, in the unlikely event that they haven't already, 
Uh, but see if you can sum up your feelings, your personal feelings about it. Uh, I don't really know which order to do this in, but let's start with Sean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else there is to say. I mean, Los Santos is probably the most impressive open world I've seen in a game. Um, it's just the the detail and the amount of stuff to do is insane and um almost overwhelming honestly but i i appreciate mm. so much that there's that is there uh i enjoyed the story even though i think um at moments uh the writing didn't feel as smart as other moments um or especially coming after games like max Payne or um red Dead redemption i thought the writing was a bit of a step down um but man otherwise it's such a it's such a impressive feat to see and um as far as the online goes like like jay was saying there's so much stuff to do in there actually jay you've inspired me to to go back in there and and get some more levels up and and see what else is out there because yeah i mean like (laughs) i tried it this week just before the show and like they've made the best f-zero game that nintendo hasn't made in the last like (laughs) the last however many years with that stunt stuff because that was so much fun it's you know all those speed ups and and just the insanity of that driving and stuff and and the fact that that's even there like no one asked for that but they did it and it was free and it's crazy um Mm. so yeah i mean i of course i recommend grand theft auto 5 to pretty much almost everyone you know it's going to have some awkward you know unhealthy to watch moments um but you know it's mm. i think for the most part it's it was a great time thanks sean jay 550 hours yeah i'm gonna i'm not gonna talk about single player i'm gonna be if you haven't picked this game up you should if only for gta online um because it's it, it is amazing um i mean i've never stopped playing this game since i picked it up you know on the ps3 in 2013 the only reason, well, actually, I did stop for a brief moment where I played the only other game that, to my mind, has rivaled the open world that Rockstar have created, which is uh, The Witcher 3. And, yeah, there was like a six-month period where that's I was playing that instead. And then I came back to, um, <laughs> you know, GTA Online. And we've been playing a lot recently because of, obviously, we were getting warmed up for the podcast. But, it, you know, I've... I haven't lost it. Like I've not lost any of the, um, the excitement I get from that game. And I'm, I'm, you know, they're still putting stuff out there. There's still stuff being added. It's, it's like, it's crazy what you can do in that, you know? And, and yeah, I want more people to play it because we need another, we're often at three people for a heist. So if we can get some more people interested, it'd be really good. <laughs> yeah. So Jay's um, mainly on PS4, but obviously mm, we yeah. have people in the community with all versions of the game. So um, seek it out. But we have a, we now have a PlayStation 4 community, Kane and Rinse. So mm. um, send us a friend request, me or Jay. Uh, you can find our details on the forum uh, and join our uh a perfectly legitimate and upstanding corporation. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, please. <laughs> I need, I need, uh, I need some trustworthy associates on my <laughs> payroll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, G- GTA Five is a game that I still get a legitimate buzz from every time I boot it up. Uh, I was very happy, even though I'd already bought it once on disc, to uh, double dip, go digital for the PS4 version, buy it at launch. 
and um, yeah, it will it will remain a fixture on my hard drive. Um, partly, well, partly as much as anything for the online, as Jay says, I don't play it nearly as much as he does. But when whenever I do play it, I have a great time uh, when I can remember the myriad controls for everything because there's so much button stuff to learn. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm not complete noob at that. Uh, and it's great to have it there with so much content still to be seen. But it's perhaps even more surprising that um, having completed uh, 80 odd percent of GTA 5 on two formats, there's still an absolute ton of stuff and places and things that I've literally never even seen. Um, and all in this world that I think is a monumental, staggering and just beautiful achievement in terms of world building which does sit at odds with the rather nasty, unpleasant, nihilistic tone of some of the writing, the story, the humour, which fluctuates wildly from stuff that I found genuinely amusing to genuinely distasteful. Um, I can't say I was ever bored. That's certainly... Something to be said. Uh, I'd rather I'd rather be appalled than than you know than tired. Uh, maybe some of those exchanges between Franklin and and his mate were were tiresome, but also slightly awkward. Uh, but yeah, it's for me it's the it's the game world and the fact that even in amongst all this ugliness, you can just get on a jet ski or even a yacht. You can control like any any vehicle in this game that you see. You can fly it from a jumbo jet to a jet ski you know it's 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 it the amount of stuff that you could actually do with a bit of imagination as well the kind the the amount of sandbox games that you could just make for yourself to play is unlimited effectively um similarly with the the character creation and and vehicle modification there's there's untold amounts of, of stuff that you can actually do and it is a game as many of our listeners have said that um that part of the the enjoyment is just wandering about being in the world. It's not about the perfectly uh, decent, I think, uh, gunplay and driving and all that stuff, which is, uh, yeah, which is more than more than fine. But that's not the stuff that I really come away thinking about. It's the beaches and the mountains, and the light and the yeah the the achievement. So yeah, absolutely, um, you should experience this unless the thought of the nastiness is is too much to bear uh, let's conclude with james uh i'm, I'm glad you ended on on that note leon because i kind of want to start off there which is we, we talked sure. about um some of this stuff and i i kind of end up wondering and i don't think i'm alone whether rockstar have a bit of a responsibility to develop their female characters and in a mm. game with three protagonists maybe develop some female protagonists um in crazy in their talk. games um <laughs> not, not to mention perhaps a responsibility to uh recalibrate their moral compass for satire in, in some mm. ways and i'm not sure they certainly don't have an obligation to obviously it's rockstar's game they want to make the best game they can in the best way they know how and they make their choices um absolutely i do think they have an opportunity to work on some of that stuff and to make some changes and and it would be great i would love to see that um and and that kind of uh, plagues me a bit about my feelings about the single player uh storyline but the world 
that was presented is is the thing that looms largest in in my memories of Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, it's it's this highly detailed blend of emergent chaos, which kind of results from all the various mechanics just colliding, um, with that sense of handcrafted cinematic spectacle that just constantly left me delightedly unsure of what was scripted and what was just unique happenstance and opportunity that I saw but no one else did you know the right song playing at the right time that just happened and wasn't planned um which was helped in, in this game absolutely by the ability to dynamically shift between protagonists um in a similar vein to preparing for heists they give just enough player choice um to allow you to feel like you're creating this sort of directed mayhem uh, in in this world, um, the Polito heist is a is a great example of that. You know, coming out, body armor on. You know, helicopters. You know, coming in, police coming in, and uh, just mayhem happening in that tiny little sort of um, small town bank as you as you come out. Um, but my the the lasting memory I have and the first thing that comes to mind when when I think of Grand Theft Auto Five is standing at the top of Mount Chiliad as Franklin I think at the end of one of missions that kind of takes you up there and spotting a couple of guys chatting next to their mountain bikes and just deciding on a complete whim to pick up one of their mountain bikes and as their sort <laughs> of protestations faded in the background yeah. just mountain bike down the side of this beautiful mountain with a, the sun just sun-kissed uh, sort of hillside. Um, just because I could. Just all the way down to the road on a mountain bike. Didn't come off once just because the opportunity was there to do it. And that's... <laughs> I, I can't say I've ever had that in any video game. It's uh, just an incredible... Sandbox is, I guess, the best way to put it. I'd say so. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, it just remains for me, Leon, to thank James, Jay and Sean and to tell you that next time in issue 239 it's all the small things of The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap.